Hello, my friends. Welcome to Passion and Potential. I'm Aristasia, your host, and my purpose is to help you pursue your most passionate life while finding your full potential within. So today's episode, I wanted to talk about some of the coping mechanisms I did when I lost myself. Like, full-blown lost myself. I'm not even sure I realized I lost myself until, like, you know, like, you kind of look hindsight and you wake up one day and you're like, oh my gosh, I am just not happy. (laughs) I don't know the last time I felt sunshine inside my soul. And the reason I decided to do this episode is because I've had a few people reach out to me and say, like, you know, how did you, how did you get out of a dark place? Or how did you know when, when you lost yourself in this certain time period and like what did you do to to make it better like and so I just I don't know I was thinking about it I was doing some self-reflecting in the last week and I thought I would share some of the coping mechanisms I did that I didn't even realize were coping mechanisms until literally I was in a therapy appointment and (laughs) I was like yeah Kimberly so I did this this week and she was like wow Anastasia that's really healthy and I was like, is it? I was just I was just trying to get my mind off things. And she's like, no, that's like actually a healthy coping mechanism. Like, think of the ways you could have been handling that. That could have been toxic ways. Like, that's a really good way to handle, you know, your thoughts and your emotions, your mental health. So I thought I would share some of my coping mechanisms that I did um, and just kind of talk through that experience. And maybe if you're going through a dark time or you're going through a tough time, or you're just really stressed, whatever it is, maybe you can adopt some of these habits and kind of implement them into your daily life or weekly life, just whatever it is, maybe try them out and see if they help you as well. Because I will say, um, at the time, like I said, I didn't realize what I was doing, but looking hindsight and like seeing how I kind of came out of that really dark place, I'm not sure I would be at you know, the stage of self-awareness and mental health or healthy mental health. Is that the way to describe that? Had I not done these things? I think if I had continued to just pretend like everything was okay and suppress my feelings and ignore life, I, I don't know that I necessarily would be at this place of I feel like I finally, you know, came out of the dark hole. So I'm just going to kind of talk through it. Um, So I would say about like a year and a half ago was when I like started noticing little things about my personality and about, you know, my passions that I had lost. Like I remember I I would wake up and instead of like feeling inspired and and motivated and like obviously not every day is meant to be a great day, but instead of even feeling that in general, I just didn't have that like spark inside of me and I just didn't honestly really care. And I remember thinking about it, and one day I was like, oh my gosh, you don't paint anymore. Like, whoa, you, when was the last time you painted? I don't, holy crap, like, why don't you paint anymore? And then I started thinking about other things, and I was like, you don't do this anymore. And you don't feel happiness towards this or that or whatever it may be. And I was like, oh God, I think I lost myself. Oh no, <laughs> have I lost myself? So these are little things I just started doing um, that I guess brought me little little hints of joy. Um, so one of them was bike rides. 
I like went to Walmart and I bought a bike and I it's like it's not even a great bike it's like a little beach cruiser and I've talked about my bike rides in some past episodes but I'm not kidding when I say I like got obsessed with my bike like I would just put on a playlist which I literally named bike riding (laughs) and it had all the songs mostly songs that were like in my feels I was feeling deep emotions, guys. Oh, your girl was going through it. I was rough. But <laughs> I would just, like, bike ride all the time. And uh, just, like, whether it be, like, to bike ride to volleyball or to bike ride, like, down the street to the store. Um, it, it Like, I just found an opportunity to, like, put my headphones on blast and just bike ride. And I would go around the block and, uh, like, literally just in circles, just listening to these playlists over and over and over um and then eventually i started taking that bike ride to you know the beach because i realized oh my goodness i love water and i love sunsets and that's such like a small joy in my life and i don't know the last time i like slowed down and took time to appreciate water like that's such a small thing that used to bring me so much happiness why do i not why do I not pay attention to water anymore? <laughs> and like, why am I not paying attention to sunsets? So for to back that up a notch, like I started forcing myself to notice small joys again and things that like maybe when I was in a happier state of mind and in a more uh, self-aware state of mind that brought me like little like just pieces of sunshine inside of my soul. So I would like ride my bike to the beach into like this little overlook parked on the road every day as long as like weather was permitting I know actually honestly there was a couple times a road like even though thunderstorm was rolling in because like I just wanted to watch the waves crash and so I would ride my bike (laughs) to the beach and I would just like sit there and listen to music for an hour just staring at the water and and as I was listening to music I would like bring a notebook and I would just like journal and I would just like write down all my feels and all my thoughts and all my insecurities and every single thing that was going through my brain. Um, and so that leads me to the next thing I did, I adopted into my like behavior and into my coping mechanisms was journaling. I journaled all the time. Like the moment I started to get overwhelmed, I would just like write down all my feelings and like write down all my thoughts. And even if I was like sobbing, Like, I'd literally be, like, sobbing, crying, and I would just still be, like, writing down, like, why I was crying. And I just dug super deep. And this was one of the things that when I told Kimberly I did that, she was like, Kimberly, therapist, she's like, holy crap, Anastasia, that's so healthy. She's like, do you understand, like, what you're doing differently from what you were doing before? And I was like, I don't know. I'm just, my brain, like, honestly feels like it's going to, explode if I don't do this and she's like well yeah because you're finally becoming self-aware and you're not suppressing your feelings and you're accepting them and you're facing life head-on and you're facing your feelings head-on versus turning your cheek the other way and she's like and that's so healthy so I would just journal all the time whether it be on like my back deck while I was laying out in the sun or whether it be at the overlook park or I would even go to a coffee shop sometimes and I would just 
I would just write it out. Even the happy feelings. Like, if I was having a good day, which they were far and few in between. <laughs> there was more dark ones, I think, than good. But even the happy days, I would, like, write down why I was happy and, like, what made me feel that way. And I'd be like, I noticed that the birds were chirping, like, super loud this morning. And I don't know, it made me smile. So I wrote it down. I wrote down why I smiled that day. <laughs> so first, you know, I got a bike. Started noticing small joys. I started journaling all the time and then something I realized I started doing and making an effort to do was I started doing things alone and I mean like that's not something I guess I'm like super used to um I've always had siblings growing up so there I mean I had a full house I had five siblings growing up and then we always had like random friends living with us or like random cousins like like we just always had a jam-packed house and I'm the oldest sister so like I've always had this like I'm around people at all times and like I like take care of people and so I'm not drop my phone I'm not gonna edit that out but <laughs> forget I did that oops so uh, I, I I never like really spent a lot of time alone um and then I've like I was you know I've always had a boyfriend and I've always and like if if I wasn't with a boyfriend I was with friends and I realized it's not that I'm like necessarily codependent but maybe I'm just I'm just like mega extrovert and I enjoy being around people and I feed off their energy but here's the thing when I lost myself I think what that that extrovertedness turned into like suppression it turned into me like filling up my time and my schedule and everything with so many you know um faces around me so many emotion other people's emotions around me that I didn't have to focus on my own so I started doing things alone this being you know this including the the bike rides and um going to the coffee shops I would even like you know I would even go sit on a patio at a bar alone that's okay like I I didn't need to invite a friend to be there with me and I would just go and I would just be alone and I started traveling alone and I and I went on this trip California like with people I didn't know and like yes was I surrounded by people but I wasn't surrounded by familiar people people that like kind of gave me that codependency feeling I did it alone and I just like went for it and I was okay with the fact that maybe I could get there and what if I made no friends all right so be it like that's okay I just want to go experience life so what I, I really started taking time to learn myself without the impact of other people and without the influence of other people because I am a people pleaser so I do tend to like kind of like match what I think will make other people happy and accept me and that's something I've worked ma massively on if you listen to my podcast episode on being unapologetic that's one of the things I talk about is how I've like transitioned into kind of learning to like let my personality just shine as it is versus matching what I think it should be to the people around me. Um, but I think in order for me to get to that state of mind, this state of unapologeticness, I had to be alone and dig deep and even think about who I was and understand my own personality. So, you know, bike rides, small joys, journaling, doing things alone. Um, and then some other things I started doing was I created boundaries, which are not easy to do if you are a people pleaser, but I started creating really strict boundaries where I wouldn't tolerate, you know, 
manipulation and I wouldn't tolerate people putting all of their baggage and emotions on me or, you know, one-sidedness or, you know, unwarranted or unwanted opinions. I didn't ask for that. So I put up boundaries and I put up walls in places that they were necessary to be. Because, you know, as like when you lose yourself, like you really, really also lose boundaries. And so I, I had to put up boundaries and create, create this like safe space for myself where I could really tune in to who I, you know, my own emotions. I started asking myself over and over with every decision in my life, does this serve the life I want? It could be big in my career, it could be small, it could be relationships, it could be friendships, it could be how I spent my time, whatever it was, I would just ask myself over and over, does this serve the life I want? Does this get me to the point of happiness? Does this get me to my point of unapologeticness? Does this fulfill my career? Does this fulfill my ambitions? Do I feel accepted? I just, I would say, does this serve the life I want? And it really, really, really made me analyze deep about how I was giving myself to time and situations and relationships and friendships and family in ways that maybe did not even serve my purpose of what I needed and what I wanted for myself. So I just would, I kind of kept that in the back of my head over and over. I would just, you know, anytime I came to a decision, small or big, I would just kind of like slow down and really ask myself that. Um, music was massively helpful in coping. Like I said, bike rides, I would just listen to it over and over. Um, I just, I, I, music, just music as a whole. And I know music isn't going to be a coping me mechanism for everybody, but I will say I don't think there was one point of silence. Obviously, therapy was massively helpful in finding myself. Um, and that's the interesting thing about therapy, too, is that I think your therapists, like, kind of know who you are deep in there, but they've got to, like, wait for you to find it. And so it's so funny because when I finally reached this point of, like, revelation and um, I don't know how to describe it, like, like, hey, I think I'm, like, finally coming out of this, my, like, therapist like gave me this look of like, like relief, like, oh my gosh, finally. Like, I think she knew I was in there all along, but like I had to get there on my own. I had to find the self-love and I had to put in the work. Like she couldn't say, this is who you're meant to be. You need to cut this off, cut that person out. No, like she had to wait for me to find it. And I, it was like such a sigh of relief, I think for both of us. Um, I started painting again, which is like, one of the reasons why I think I get so um, emotionally attached to like my art and just like the whole idea of me painting, like I get very emotional about it. And I think it's because I know it was such a like, ah, like saving grace in terms of my mental health and just the way it impacted me so therapeutically. So <laughs> I started painting again, which like I mentioned when I lost myself, one of the things I said was I'm not painting. So then to get to a place where I was inspired by art again, I remember I like went on this like tangent and I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I painted this mountain scene and I'm so happy with it. And like, I'm super inspired and I want to paint more. And I was like, oh, 
There she is. Oh, goodness, I was waiting for her to come out. Where was she? She was not painting for the last however many years. Um, I started joining, like, sports, not even sports, but, like, volleyball teams and, like, gyms and just, like, things with people I didn't know. Um, like, I would join volleyball teams where I've never even met anybody on it, but just, like, this is the way to meet new people. This is a way to, like, make new connections and just, like, once again, like, I'm alone, but I'm not alone. And I just, I don't know, I just put myself out there. And so these are, like, I, as I was, you know, thinking about it, these are just some of the things I did. And I think what it really comes down to is that, most importantly, I was forcing myself into self-reflection and into uncomfortability. So instead of, like, remaining stagnant and comfortable in this state of unhappiness, in this state of, like, you know, I'm not exactly excited to look out my window and see sunshine in the morning, but it is what it is. No, I, like, forced myself to, like, go do things alone and to push my, you know, my boundaries and to push my feelings on myself. Like, it wasn't comfortable. I had to sit there and really dig deep and accept some things that I didn't like about myself and accept things I didn't like about my life. And I had to make extremely uncomfortable changes, which make still to this day make my stomach turn sometimes because they were not easy to do and they were anxiety filled and <laughs> they were you know they included a lot of heartbreak but I had to do that to rediscover myself and I won't even say I fully rediscovered myself I am still on that journey and I'll probably do a part two of um of this episode where I'm sharing things I'm doing now a lot of those things still being bike rides and small joys and journaling, but I've even adopted more behaviors um, and I've kind of elevated them because I am way more self-aware now. And it's just so crazy to look at that girl from a year and a half ago where I was, I don't, I feel like she's a different girl. That's a stranger. Who is she? I don't know her because I am just so much more in tune with myself and I can't imagine what my life would look like if I did not force myself into this, all these coping mechanisms of uncomfortability. And it was just this like obsession of you've got to get out of this dark hole. I became so engulfed in the idea of like, this sucks, but you've got to do it and just keep doing it every day. And one day you're gonna find yourself again, and one day you're gonna smile at the small things, and your eyes are gonna light up, and you're not gonna cry when people tell you positive things about yourself, and you're not gonna cry when someone says they're proud of you. Because to be honest, like I wasn't proud of myself. <laughs> like I was deeply unproud of myself because I knew I was living such a life of, a life that did not serve what I wanted. For myself so those are just some of the things I feel like oh my gosh I feel like I just got so deep and I just rambled and maybe I even repeated myself 80 times but that's okay like if you've made it to the end of this 20 almost 20 minute episode good for you I hope you find yourself I hope you'd like start with small steps and just make little steps every day because I promise you sunshine's around the corner it really is it'll it is around the corner um, I actually just did a painting series or two part series, two part paintings there, fine. Two part paintings on this where, um, 
I painted a couple, I don't know, weeks ago. I painted the sad moon because <laughs> it reminded me of like when I was sad and like uh, just the world was not turning. And then I painted a sunshine to go with it because that's my reminder that the world does keep turning and that sunshine is around the corner. You know, and bad days are warranted and bad feelings are warranted, but it does get better. And I promise you'll find your sunshine, but please start making little habitual changes every day to find that missing person inside of you. Dig deep, analyze your feelings, analyze the life you want, and make it happen. So, 20 minutes. Woo, 20 minutes of passionate Patricia. She is here. It's a Monday. <laughs> she is feeling fiercely fresh on a Monday. Um, <laughs> if you like this episode, please share it with everyone else that you think could benefit from it or share it to your Instagram or your social media. Leave me a review if you're on iTunes because it helps me massively and it makes my heart happy. And join the Facebook group, Passionate Potential. Uh, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Aristasia. A-R-A-S-T-A-S-I-A. And I think that's everything. <laughs> Till next time, my friends. Thank you for listening.